Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayado Sunday Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. Joining me, as always, is Patrick Meehan. Pat, we also have Rumpas joining us today. So it's a three, it's a three, yeah, three-man table. We are going to quickly discuss the 1-1 draw against Pumas and then the 1-1 draw against Nagaxa and just a lot of the, I guess, drama, for lack of a better word, that's going on behind the scenes and and all that good stuff. But Pat, um, quickly, uh, just I know it's, it's been a couple of days, so it's not going to be so fresh in our memory as the Nakaxa game. But what did you know? What did you recall from the from the Pumas draw? Because it was kind of sluggish, especially that first half. It wasn't. Um, I don't know. That's that's what I was getting a lot from from Twitter. And I know you don't want to take too much from Twitter because people kind of overreact. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, especially that 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 you know that penalty. That I think it was yeah, I think it was a penalty that they gave up. Um, uh, yeah. But just just quick quick um, because there's just so much that we got to get into in this hour. But what what did you uh, think of the one one draw uh, against Pumas? Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, it was a good. It was good for us that we played in at night over there, even though well the result uh, didn't actually be ended up being a victory. But at Pumas, that's been kind of surprising. So, you know, I don't feel as bad with that draw as I probably do with Nikaxa's draw. Um, but Monterey has just been, like you said, it was sluggish. So didn't didn't really take much out of it other than than um, than confirm or not confirming, but everything go, kind of staying the same. You know, nothing really new. And then. Fast forward to the game against Nagaxa, and you see more of the same thing. So that's that's where I'm at with that one. Like you said, there's not much to rescue from that game. Really, just some bad performances from some players that kind of confirm what everybody's saying, and and some good performances from some players that have been kind of only the only ones to that can be rescued for to, to put it that way. But uh. I mean, good performance from the goalies too in that game, in the Puma Rayos game that ended up being uh, a 1-1 draw. And then uh, apart from that, slugs game, not much to talk about from my side. Yeah, because um, I'm not sure who got the, or earned the penalty for, for Monterrey. I'm not sure if it was Vincent Janssen or, or I, I, again, I'm blending the Nakaks and Pumas game all together in one because it was just, it's just one big blur. Uh, but yeah, then Jansen came in. He was like that, uh, you know. When I was, you know, just glancing over, watching it, trying to trying to do two things at once. I saw when Jansen came in, and then when I, you know, looked back at Twitter just to, I guess, confirm what I was already thinking. Uh, it seemed that Jansen provided some type of spark, and I think that's what kind of led to, you know, to them drawing a penalty kick, and obviously Nico Sanchez after, you know, he had a rough weekend. Um, uh, you know, against oh shit, who who did they play last week? My my mind is all go, going all over the place. Um, against uh, um, oh my god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, he's, he's they have so way, many. I just wanted to say it was Jensen that, that Santos. Santos. There you go. There you go. So many games, so many games at once that I'm watching and that, that I'm consuming now. Like my my mind is like so fried. Um, yeah, exactly. just the overload of sports. Um, that's going on right now. But but yeah, he had a rough he had a rough game against Santos, and then uh, I, I think he wanted to take the penalty uh, the penalty kick just to you know get some, get some confidence back in himself, and he converted as as per usual, and yeah, one one draw. I mean, it wasn't 
uh, you know, midweek game. It is what it is. Um, they were without uh, Gallardo and Aviles didn't play, even though they said that he could play, but but he didn't play in that game. And overall, I mean, again, sluggish game. Not much you can take out of it. But let's um, Rompas. Anything you wanted to add from that game against Pumas that um, you wanted to talk about? Uh, well, yes, a lot of things, but um, where do I begin? Um, first of all, it's the same for me uh, that, that I actually did the same thing that uh, it's blended three games that, that happened this week and, and just mash up to one big bust. I mean, there's, there's not much to rescue other than the fact that what you actually mentioned already that uh, Nico Sanchez kind of came back uh, after a really awful game against Santos. Um, then he did uh, score the penalty and well against Necaxa, it wasn't all bad, but it's it's uh it's it's beginning to set a, a kind of like a trend this 2020 mm-hmm. that. There's much more bad than good when it comes to Rayal's playing. So um, nothing, nothing to to point out. Um, maybe the the need for for a goalkeeper that that really can provide that confidence. Yeah, let's um let's transition to the Nakaxa game just because um you know, we're already talking about it. Um, so let me let me go with the lineup and then we'll we'll take it from there. So um, they played a four three, uh, yeah four three one two. You had Gallardo at left back, Medina at right back. Uh, your your center backs were Sebastian Vegas and Nico Sanchez. And in the midfield you had um, Celso Ortiz, Matias Canaviter, Charlie Rodriguez. Uh, as your attacking mid you had Avila Sortado and then the the two strikers Jansen and Moris Mori. Um, Pat, I'll, I'll let you take first and then I'll, I'll hop in. Um, just by looking at the formation, looking at some of the, of the, of, of the numbers that, that, um, the match report is telling you, um, what did you make of this formation? Because a lot of people have been wanting two strikers. Um, I, I liked it. I like the first 30 minutes or so, 30 to 40 minutes that, a good, you know, the, that first half for the majority, they were, they were generating chances. Obviously, you can look at that expected goal um, chart. It, it was climbing throughout the throughout that first half, and you know, on paper, they should have scored um, at least one goal, but they ended up coming with none. But again, I'm, again, I, I am just amazed at how much Aviles now means to this team just because I <laughs> that that central attacking mid it's that that CAM role I think that's yeah. become his position now like that he was creating a lot of good chances you know facilitating the ball making key passes but just some of them didn't end up in the back of the net but I mean what did when you look at at the numbers and just some of the, the highlights and and from that first half, let's just focus on the first half. What did what did you like about having that two striker formation? 
Yeah, well, that first half, that that uh, new role that Aviles now has is absolutely lovely. I love it. Um, Aviles, maybe with time or, or, or with his age and with the injuries, he loses an explosiveness that he could have had or, or had before um, all these injuries when he was younger. And now he takes on a more attacking role, but in the creation side of things and in, in the... In the in the middle of the pitch behind the two strikers, and well, he's a very talented player. I mean, the talent will never leave unless you know he doesn't have legs. So so it, that that's a good position, and I'm glad Turco found that because he can be feeding balls to to Jansen and to Funes Mori in this case with with the two strikers. Apart from that, um, you know, a lot of chances created, a lot of shots again. Just not not going into the back of the net. A good performance from the Nakaxa goalkeeper, but that's just the narrative of the season, and and not only the season, but before the season, that the season that got cancelled, it was pretty much the same thing: creating chances, but just not putting them back in the back of the net. And then, and then apart from that, in the first half, I just liked what I saw with with Aviles and the two strikers because the more we see it. The more they get minutes together, hopefully by the closing ends or the closing side of the season, we can they can be absolutely perfect and actually be scoring goals. Uh, Rompas, there was um, I don't want to say how else Twitter represents the entire fan base because there's a lot of people who don't have social media who are, who are biggest fans as people on there, but a lot of them were they were asking for this two striker formation. They were beating the drum every week since the the season kicked off they're asking obviously jansen was recovering from covid but um there was uh still saying well when is jansen going to start or when are you going to give him more than 15 20 minutes to start and so turco finally gave in or i'm not sure if he gave in but he finally um you know put out a two striker formation uh were you one of those people that wanted to see that two striker formation and what did you make of that first half against Nekaxa where they were generating a lot of chances? Aviles, again, uh, I, I'm still amazed that I think this, this, off, this, this team just looks better offensively when he's in there. And you kind of saw it in that first half. But uh, yeah, just, just give me your thoughts on that, on that first half against Nekaxa and that two-striker formation. Basically, it's, it's kind of... Uh, uh... A surprise, but not so much because Aviles, we all know he has that quality. He he is that good. Um, now to to for him to recognize that uh, he's no longer the 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 fast uh, counter attack type of player. Now he's he's taking this role where where he's he's kind of like. Uh, what what it used to be the ten on on, yeah. on any on any any given uh, soccer team, right? So he he does have that that imagination. He has that that good touch. So it it's it's kind of good to see him recover from all of the things that happened to, especially his his mindset. Uh, so I'm glad for him as a person, right? So because nobody wants. Uh, uh, a, a football player to to just to to fall down that hard and never and never bounce back. So it's good for him, but uh, it's good for the team. 
the 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 worrying part is that we have to depend on one player to 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 create chances when you have I'm sorry to say it, but you have the best roster in the league. So it, it's kinda it's kinda shocking at the same time. And uh but but the team looked good on the first half against Nicaxa. There was a, a few chances created. Uh it's it's really hard to to ask results to the Funsen already because it's the first game that they played together. So you kinda expect that uh, one is gonna is gonna shine and the other one is not. That happened on Saturday with with Jansen basically running throughout the entire attack. Uh, and Funes Mori just just kind of passing by the game. Uh, the 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 thing that that caught my attention is not it's not that uh, the the Turco decided to put both of them. The thing that caught my attention is what do you need to bench somebody? I mean, you already benched Pavon. You 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 were playing with Maxi Mesa, even though um, ev almost everybody was criticizing uh, criticizing that that decision, and then suddenly you just say, you know what, Maxi Mesa is going to the to the stands. So it, it's kind of I think that the Mohamed, in the search of a good team, he already lost uh, what he wants. So this this kind of things is going to happen. I I think that that we just have to play. We should try at least to to play with Jansen, Aviles, and Dorland. I think that that would be better for for the attack because. At the moment, even though again it's just one game, Funes Mori and Jansen they were not, um, they they were overlapping their, their, themselves in that position. That's my point of view. Um, I I didn't quite like it, and and uh, I, I wish that 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 Mohamed tries for once just to give the responsibility to to. To Jansen and show Funes Mori that he's not untouchable, right? So I'm looking at the like um, the average positioning, and this was this is kind of strange, just because I'm used to. And, and I, I sent you guys the match report against Nagaxa, but Funes Mori is more playing towards the midfield, like he's he's pretty much average. He's where Charlie Rodriguez is at like if you look at his number 29 and what's kind of surprising is Jansen is the type that likes to play like as a false nine for you know as an, as an, like, just to give an example um, where he'll he'll come down to the midfield and, and try to try to get the ball from the from the, the midfielders there but no against Nakaxa he was more up top and I don't know if that's again by design or he wanted to prove that hey I should be getting more starter minutes as a striker. Let me spend more up top and play as a striker and try to try to put the ball in the back of the net. So I don't know. I don't know. Like I'm just I'm just reading it. I'll, I'll tweet this out just so people can can you know know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, if you look at the average positioning, uh, it's kind of it, you know I'm used to it being the other way. Funes Mori is more up up top, 
and, and Jansen is more uh, playing, you know, in that little area where, where it's not the striker again, like a false nine, where it's not as a, where it's not near the, the, the penalty box and it's more in that middle ground between the penalty box and the midfield. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I, it, it does, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it does make sense. If you think that Funes Mori is more known to play with the net in, uh, 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 in, the, in his back, I mean, he's more known to to receive the ball and and give the the other strikers uh, plays, right? Mm-hmm. And Jansen, he's not known for that. Actually, he's criticized for that. Um, so I think that maybe Turco, I want to think that that he he detected that. And he, the, the, the basic instruction was that Funes Mori just do what you do best and Jansen try to do what you do best. But the thing is that I do remember Jansen getting back to the midfield and, and having the ball uh, from Cranevita, from, from, from Charlie, from Celso, and starting there at the place. But I don't recall Funes Mori. Well, first, I don't recall him Aside of the the header that wasn't really that dangerous, I don't recall him playing at all. Uh, so yeah, the, the first half was just a lot of chances created. Like there's a lot. I'm looking at the. Um, I'm trying to just try to try to spot. I'm trying. To, oh, I'm, I don't think they divide um, their their stats by first and second half, but uh, Monterrey had 16 shots. Um, total shots and nine of them were on target so it wasn't uh and only three of them went wide of those shots so like those shots were in play um again the Nakaksa goalkeeper um (laughs) he just had himself a, a a first half where it seemed like he was nothing was getting past him and and sometimes that that's what happens when you're just in a rut like even you know, goalkeepers who shouldn't be stopping any of your shots or any of your, you know, chances created somehow, you know, they, they stop them. Uh, but yeah, it, let, let, let's transition over to that, to the second half. Um, unless you guys have anything else on that first half that you guys want to highlight before we transition over to, to some of the goals that went on. Nope. Okay. Well, let's, um, let's, Let's talk about the second half then, because uh, uh, as I already mentioned, the the, the starting eleven didn't didn't um, feature Dorlan Pavon. He was benched. Um, I don't know if that was like to send a message or whatever, or he just wanted to experiment with something else. But um, I don't know if he came out. He, he came onto the the pitch angry or or or, or mad or motivated, whatever. But. Um, Dorlan Pavon scored one of his signature from outside the penalty box um, golazos that, that we see from from him every now and then. And I think at that point, I thought, okay, you know what? I think they can... It wasn't going to be a, pre- a pretty win, but they were going to get the three points finally. And then, um, I don't know if you want to blame Munchies or, or the defense or whatever, but again... Not sure it's miscommunications or just plain, you know, it, it just happens. They they screwed up. Uh, Nakaksa ends up tying it. Um, I don't know, I forgot the minute. I should have everything pulled up. But yeah, towards the end of the game, they 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 were able to tie it. Monterrey couldn't 
couldn't I mean they had other chances even even in that first half in that second half there was a, there was one clear chance that I remember where Celso and we'll talk about a little bit about the midfield in a bit but where Celso helped set up um I think he passes it through two Nicaxa defenders um and has Jansen right there from the box and he just shanks it shanks it right um in that second half and um um yeah there it's just I, it's the same store. It's just they they can create chances, but they just can't put it in the back of the net. And I don't know what to say at this point without sounding like a broken record because, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and I and I look at the at the at the key passes. There's eleven from Monterrey and seven by Nick Coxa. So it's like I don't know. And I'll ask you, Pat, just to sum up this season. What exactly can uh, you know aside from doing out of the normal, you know, voodoo stuff or something, whatever. What can what can this club do more to just find? Aside from and now, it's looking more like that. The Luka game was just a one-off because they just can they can only score one goal or none. Um, what is it going to take for this team to find the back of the net consistently? Because right now, um, yeah, just. It can't. It's not happening. And I, I and I look at the numbers. I look at the play, and you know, you look at their expected goals. It's like they should be averaging two to three goals a game. And it's just like, why, why isn't this? Why isn't you know the ball finding the back of the net? And again against the Cox, like, I mean, you could add a little bit that the goalkeeper was just playing out of his mind, the Nikaksa keeper. But I mean, yeah. what is it? What does this team need to do to find the back of the net? Well, you know, I think we we definitely have the firepower. I mean, the players we have in, in, the, in this squad is out of this world. And it, it's absurd that we need a Dorlan, Boba, Dorlan Pavon Golasso to put it in the back of the net. It's absurd. I mean, it, we, it's good. But, you know, we don't need to have something out of this world to happen for us to score one goal in a game. Because we get opportunities and we shoot, we just don't score. So I think a little bit of the problem, and this is a fact because you see it, especially with this report that, like you said, you were going to tweet it out so people can maybe see a little bit more about what happened with Monterrey. You can clearly see by the 68th minute to the end of the game, uh, Turco pulls the squad back. He just decides to stop attacking as much. So that that is one of the reasons. I mean, why prive yourself of 30 minutes of, of 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 more opportunities to attack and score another goal than to with this? I mean, we have a great defense, but look at our offense. So we can maybe score two or three more goals. Instead, we go back and we wait for them to tie the game. That's pretty much what happens with Turco, and that's the history of him. And it happened with the Olin, so it happened with Turco. I get it. We have the team to do both, but we also have a team to maybe get a couple more. Uh, and and I believe we should be attacking way more because uh, by since the 68 minute till the end, we just start pulling back. We just start pulling back, start pulling back, and then you know Nekaxa Nekaxa equalizes, and 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 maybe sometimes it's too late. So I, that's one clear cut fact that's priming us from scoring more goals that's that's just one of the reasons because i know we're shooting 16 to 20 times a game or even more sometimes but we could be shooting a little bit more and maybe scoring a little bit more as well you know what like you just mentioned that that they drew a little bit back after scoring that goal um 
that Pavon go. And I look at their ball possession in that second half, and I don't know why. I don't know how they surrendered possession to to Necaxa. Um, like, you look at that ball possession percentage chart, and it just takes a huge dip um, from <laughs> pretty much that entire second until, like, it doesn't recover. It just, I, he concedes possession to Necaxa. And instead of trying to just, and I get it, I get it, because they had to substitute um, Aviles out, and there's factors that go into that, that 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 aren't explained in that chart. But man, it's just like, how do you, how do you concede that much possession time? You know, you dominate that possession ball in in the in the first half, averaging 57 percent of the, you know, they were at 57 percent, and then it flips. Uh, Nick Oxus begins to dominate uh, possession, and then obviously they. they they came out and they got some luck, it, 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 and I guess that's what happens when again you're you're just struggling. Luck's not even on your side. Um, but Rompas, what did you make of that second half against Necaxa? That goal from Pavon, and then that error. If you want to blame it on Monchis or I don't know who, you know, you want to blame that mistake on. Well, uh, first, just to touch a little bit on what you guys are saying, uh, then I come back to the. the... It is a mistake, and it is a much mistake. So, um, just remember that um, this is the way that Turco Mohamed has always played with, with Real. He goes forward the first 25, 30, maybe 35 minutes, the first half. He goes forward. He goes all in to score a goal or maybe two. And then he pulls back because he does the, that counterattack that that gave them a lot of results on the first uh, on the first edition, so to speak, of, of him managing this, this this club. When when we had those uh, four, five, six goals per game, uh, pre- a heavy percentage of those goals were through counterattacks. So it's not surprising that that you score a goal and then you pull back because that's basically what you you just yeah. but. But it is surprising that you're, you you obviously can see that the luck is not on your side. So you you cannot rely on one goal to to defend and and, and hope that somebody is gonna is gonna score another one. It's, it's just for me, it's just playing stupid, right? Um, and and the, well, going back to to Mochis, um, he he just he he made a mistake that 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 goal shouldn't. Got in. Um, I think that even when you see the the slow motion, you can see that he thinks that the ball is going away, and then he's just surprised by the fact that that the the defender, the Nikaxa defender, managed to 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 do that header and and, and throw the, the 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 ball to the back of the net. But the thing is that it's also something that we all know. We all know that. The Mochis struggles with with, with those uh, type of, of of crosses. He's not known for going outside of the of the area chica. He's known to be a good goalkeeper. Uh, just uh, on that on, on that part where you have to use your your reflex or, or whatever. But he's not known for for being safe when it comes to to going. A little bit outside of his comfort zone. That that's the same thing that happened with Barovero, even the same thing that happened with Jonathan Orozco. Uh, Hugo Gonzalez is a bit more secure, but we all know his flaws uh, are 
on, on some other types. But again, uh, this is paying the price of of uh, letting letting Barovero go, which uh, even if he was older or not, you shouldn't uh, leave uh, Barovero go without the 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 substitute, the natural substitution, uh, mm -hmm. which we all thought it was going to be Cardenas. I'm not trying to say that the that, that Cardenas shouldn't play anymore. It's part of the game, but we all see that Mohamed is insisting really, really, really hard on having Hugo Gonzalez. So he kind of he kind of burns his own bridges uh, because mm -hmm. if, if you do a mistake, then then Mohamed has all the right to have Hugo Gonzalez in, and that's not something that a lot of people want. Um, just going back a little bit, I want to point out. I don't know if you guys remember on the first half there's a a counter attack by Aviles Hurtado. Uh, he he was basically going forward alone. Maybe he had, had Jansen on the side of him. And he tried to score a goal by uh, using his left foot. I don't know how to say it in English. Bombeando al portero. Yeah. When, when we have never seen Aviles Hurtado do that. Never in his life he has used the left foot to do that. He has scored goals, yes. But to do that, no, not necessarily, and that just points out this. This it gives a lot of strength of, of that of that theory that these players are tired of the of the coach, and they're they're trying to send a message by doing stupid things like that. Just pointing that out. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that when that happened, I immediately thought, what is going on? I mean, you're going. Basically, on the clearest of all chances, and even the Litsaviles, which he's known for for scoring that, that those type of goals more than, than missing them, and he decides to do that. I mean, it caught my attention. Mm -hmm. And there is something else that kind of caught my attention when I'm looking at the match report, and I'm trying to just remember some of the stuff that I would, um, from that match. Um, Monterrey was effective from from the outside, from the wings. Um, uh, but then you see up the middle, and it, it was just non-existent. Like, 80% of their attack came from up the middle. Meanwhile, uh, from the left and right wings, uh, the right, the left wing, 34% of their attack came from the left, and then 48% uh, from the right. Um, Funes Mori didn't have a good game. Uh Charlie, say players. it, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and but a lot of the focus is on Funes Mori. Um, do you? And he's kind of struggled these last couple of games. Uh, just quickly, I'll start with Pat. Um, do you, do you, do you, and I think Turco's gonna still ride with them just because gut feeling. Um, Pat, do you continue to go with Funes Mori if you're Turco Mohamed, or do you give Jansen at least one game where he's like the, the you know, the lone striker? Yeah, um, I guess we, yeah, depends on what, what they want. I mean, I prefer they go with two strikers every every game, and, they, and then they can be, uh, you know, they can both earn their, their, sp their spot, kind of learn how to play with each other, Maybe now Funes Mori knows where Jansen goes. Now Jansen go knows where Funes Mori goes, and, and just have that chemistry playing together. You know, I pre I would prefer that. 
But if he does decide to go to one one striker formation, I think well at least I think Funes Mori Funes Mori thrives in that formation. That's for sure. He's shown it. But I'll, obviously, I do want Jansen to 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 get a you know get a run by himself as well by himself as well, and not just with the with the reserve squad or the Copa Mekki squad. I want him to go with the first team, like he's shown in that in that um, in that quarterfinal against Santos. That's a perfect example, you know. And he had a good game, but uh, no. I to put to answer the question, I prefer he sticks with the two man formation and 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 has the two strikers uh, playing with each other. So if he goes with two strikers, uh, I don't think anybody else can play that number ten role in that central attacking mid, just because I, I've not seen anybody have that type of one touch creativity that you see from Aviles. But um, Aviles left the game. He barely played a half. Whether they rushed him, um, still uh, is up. You know, pretty sure that's going to trickle out. Whether he was rushed, um, or he sustained another injury, or re-aggravated other, the injury he had. Um, but then, you know, if you're going to want to go with two strikers, then you're going to have to go with the four-four-two or change it up because I don't think anybody has the capabilities of playing that that you know that that, that number 10 role um so rompas do you still want to stick with these two strikers up top and then just switch the formation of 442 um or do you go with one striker uh if you're mohammed against america against america i would definitely go back to one striker and i definitely would use one of uh, this is a, an important match. You have to go back to what gave you results in the in the past. So I would definitely use uh, just Funes Mori and having Jansen as a substitute to to come in and and, and just uh, face all the defenders a little bit more tired because we all know the the physical strength that the the Toro has and. and he, that definitely can can be used in our advantage. Um, the thing is that, as you said, uh, there's no one to play kind of behind of those two strikers. We all thought that it was going to be Charlie, but but Charlie didn't come back from Qatar, so it's it's been really really hard for for Mohammed to 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 use those two strikers. I can understand that. Because you have to have somebody to get the ball there, and uh, I, I kind of, I, well, I'm, I'm not gonna say kind. I just love how Stefan Medina and Pavon understand each other, both defensively and offensively. There's a, a yeah. few plays uh, on Saturday that was just magical. Uh, there's one at the end that Alvarado misses because his his uh, strike. Uh, I think that the, a defender got in the way of, of it, but but Pavon just gave him a beautiful pass to Medina to the end of the of the of the pitch, and Medina just just I mean it's, it's beautiful, and I'm mm-hmm. liking how Layun and Gallardo are starting to understand each other in that way. Um, I think that if we can have those options aside of, of, of the two strikers, 
we can definitely uh, use, instead of using Charlie, we can use Celso and Craneviter and just have kind of like those two wings, uh, Gallardo and, and, and Dorland, backed by, by Layun and, and, and Medina. And instead of using just three or four guys, you can use six or seven to, to attack. Um, I think that that uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for Charlie Rodriguez to bounce back because confidence is something that that you just don't recover just magically, right? Mm-hmm. And and you can see in, in a few passes that used to be a routine passes that he just not he doesn't have it at the moment quite a, a, the way he had it. But the I think that let me I, ask you this. Let me let me yeah. let me ask sorry to cut you off, Rumpas. Yeah, and yeah. and Pat can jump on in too. And I, I kinda wanted to throw out the idea on, on Saturday, but do you bench him just to grab his attention and say, Hey, yeah. Um, I don't know if your head you know, the, the Europe talk got to your head or mm-hmm. what's the deal, but maybe yeah. sit down a match and just reflect. Like don't like don't you're not even gonna play like Use this yeah. time to just think, like because you know football's not just physical, but it's also mental, and you need time mm-hmm. to just sit back and 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 just reflect on what's going on. Because, like you said, he's he's a shell of what we saw last year. Um, do you, do you sit I him would, down? I would, I would definitely. I I I think that he has played at least the last. Two games, I would have benched him in at least one, uh, because um, he's more in the way of people than actually helping, and he's not even helping defensively. So I don't know where his mindset. I don't know if it's is that because uh, of Europe thoughts that that, that uh, are messing with his head, or maybe his personal life, which also can affect. But. Nonetheless, you're, you're a football player and your career, it's, it's really short. So when you're that good, you, you, how on earth do you fall down that quickly? I mean, because just back on December, we were saying that he could play in Barcelona, Real Madrid because of the... the and Xavi, Xavi was singing his, you know, exactly. Xavi was right. He was, exactly. you know, he was. I think he had so much, you know. He, he was thinking highly of him. Exactly, and and now he he he's just he's not he's not there. I mean, I I already tweeted this a bunch of times. I miss Charlie. I, I think we all miss him. Uh, and and I would definitely bench him. Um, I hope that he has the the mindset that Pavon has. Whenever you bench Pavon, he's gonna come in and yeah. destroy the. the the opponent like that, but but maybe he he would be like Jonathan Gonzalez, another guy that just after uh, six months of of real nice football, then he just disappeared and, and now he's just a uh, again uh, and he's not even close to what he used to. Be. Yeah, and you touched it perfectly because Pat, uh, let me let me ask Pat. Pat, do you do you bench Charlie Rodriguez before I transition because I wanted to touch on the substitutes. Um, really quickly, yeah, because then I also wanted to touch on on um, uh, because I think the larger the latter part of this uh, podcast, at the, you know, the last twenty minutes or so, we're gonna probably talk about Turco and 
at what point or who's to blame for the situation because you know we only have one win this um this 2020 we only have one win but go ahead pat uh do you, do you bench um do you bench chadley yeah um yeah I, i bench him of course he's gotta learn the hard way and he's gotta take it like a man and and, and dorlan pavon is the perfect example when you get benches it's not because you know people hate you or whatever it's just because you need to play better man and you're and while you're on the pitch you're not doing the best job so bench uh get a glimpse of reality um and fight back for your spot i mean even even and that's not, and that's and that should be a normal thing i mean i i was seeing america game where they lose against queretaro richard sanchez was uh you know sent off and he, uh, and pio herrera said in the press conference you know he's gonna he's gotta fight for, for that spot he's gonna get benches he's gonna be you know fighting for that spot once again while he was being the starter all year so that's what you gotta do then and i'm all with that i was just looking at a video of him against uh liverpool uh, I also retweeted it like uh, come back. We all need him. I mean, he's very important to this, especially to with this midfield work. It seems non-existent at times, and Chadley was a big part of that. So yeah. And, um, and 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 just one one quick thing that what Pat said is actually is 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 I just want to reinforce that we have one of the best, if not the best. Uh, roster in the league, you 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 definitely can bench Charlie Rodriguez and put whoever you want in that position just to sh to tell to show them to to have him understand that he's not um, going through a a, a good uh, a good uh, time right now. So he must he must just rethink every everything because. Then you don't want to end up like Alfonso Gonzalez. Like I mean, there's a lot of them, a lot of them that just went to a pick too early and then just managed to kind of uh, uh, keep playing, but not even close to what we just watched Charlie Rodriguez play. Uh, so quickly on the substitutes, um, the only person. Uh, That I no, I think you could say too, maybe. Um, but Toro Lampavon obviously scoring the goal coming off the bench. Um, there was one incident where um, Latino Alvarado had a scoring opportunity, but I don't know, maybe this is just him being young. He decided to pass rather than shoot, and that, that was a clear shot. Um, that he couldn't, you know, at, at least try to put the ball, in, you know, on target. But he ended up passing, and I'm not sure who ended up just, you know, it, it just ended up, uh, I don't know who ended up just shooting the ball it's, it's all blurred but i remember that play and that was one where people were saying this is where he should have you know the, again he's young and i don't want to i don't want to say too much but just because when you're a young player you don't want to be seen as selfish um so you're trying to you know you're trying to balance that line of i'll try to get my opportunities when they're there but when when i see the veterans asking for the ball i'm going to try to set it up for them or whatever uh but on the substitutes obviously you had I think Ponchito Gonzalez played, and I think John. Let me look it up. I should pull it up. I have it right here. Um, I believe. Um, uh, pull it up. Pull it up. Pull it up. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Gonzalez. So both Gonzalez, um, Alvarado, and um, Babon were the, the substitutes in that game. And Leon. Uh, 
Ah, yeah. Uh, what do you make of the substitutes really quick? Uh, I'll start with you, Pat. Um, uh, aside from, from benching maybe like a, a good player uh, that can come in and make a difference, I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, well, these substitutes really aren't, um, and I'm mostly looking at Gonzalo. Yeah, I'm looking at Ponchito because <laughs> he always gets a lot of the wrath for people. It's like, why are you putting? And then I myself, it's just like, why are you putting him in? He's he offers nothing. Um, and I hate to be that hard on someone, but it's true. It's like, uh, why? Are you, it's just another body that's there. Um, what do you make of his substitutes? Really quick. Um, just try to sum it up in a couple of sentences and. And how do you improve it? Because, I mean, you know, when you're trying to make a substitute, you're trying to add in someone that's going to provide a, mm-hmm. a jolt, you know, on the offensive end or defensive end or whatever. Uh, but, you know, when, when when these bodies come in, some of them are just bodies. And they're not really going to make a difference. Yeah, I mean, for Panchito, we, we've all seen it for a while. Panchito can, can do well in this, especially in the – in the Copa Mekis games and, and, and in the rotation uh, lineups. But coming in as a sub, he's really not the, um, a guy that's going to re- you know, uh, give, uh, give a boost of energy to the squad. And, and that's obviously a difference with Dorlan Pavon. We, we all know what happened. He scored a wonderful goal. And then, apart from that, I just, I mean, where they were, inf- were influential in the game or not, I like to see minutes from the young guys. And I like to see minutes from Jonathan Gonzalez. So Jonathan Alvarado. You know, I'm always gonna cheer for those guys to 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 play, um, and then and then apart from that, nothing much. Uh, only Dorland really changed it up, and, and and Ponchito, for a while, he's he's really not being that uh, you know that type of player. We obviously, if we're gonna sub him in every game, I prefer they find the guy, another guy that's to be subbed in every game. Ponchito, I don't think is that. Is that uh, anymore? Even though he's so young. Uh, Rompas, quickly. Uh, just your quick thoughts on the um, the substitutes. Uh, anything you want to add from that? Because we got to transition over to Turco, and um, I know a lot of people are calling for his head. But w- what did you make of the substitutes? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, just it's it's um it's it's it shows where the the team is when. Your solution for a game is Platan Alvarado and Pochito Gonzalez. I mean, it just shows that you're a mess. Um, that that game in particular, Necaxa in particular, you should have those players gotten in at least with a three nothing advantage, so they can show up. That that's just how it was, it was supposed to, be. but. Then again, the, the starting eleven didn't didn't quite uh, deliver, so it's kind of hard to pass judgment on on players that we all know that they're not made for that. So to ask him for something that they have never shown is, is just really difficult. So that's it is what it is. So let's transition over to Turko Mohamed and spend these last. 10, 15 minutes talking about him. I just wanted to spend the majority of, of you know, just breaking down the the two games or majority of the Nakaxa game. Uh, but let's transition over to Turco because now the people are getting louder. Now the, the, the seat, you know, his managerial seat is getting hotter. 
at least from the fans. I don't know how it is from the inside. Um, but Pat, one win in 2020 for a club that is one of the more, more expensive ones in Latin America. Um, and that win came, doesn't even, you know, technically it, it does register with Monterrey, but it came with um, Aldo de Nigres as the manager. So Turco hasn't even won in 2020. Um, I'll let you. I'll let you take. However, I'll let you take it wherever, whichever way you want it. Who's to blame? Um, at what point, you know, do you fire him? Um, mm-hmm. And who, like, what do you want to see change? Because, like I said, one one win in 2020. For one of the more expensive clubs in Latin America is <laughs> no way that should happen. Um, heads need to roll. People want people are, are getting louder and they want blood. <laughs> so go ahead, take it whichever way you want it. Um, yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, I think a, a, a good way to to kind of find the blame or t- try to find a, an example of why this is going bad. I mean, Turco's first stage with Rayados ended, uh, as, it, as we all remember, uh, with a couple of, of, um, of losses in, in finals, uh, a, a bunch of stupid eliminations from the Liguilla, and then, uh, would, and then he's gone, you know, he's gone, Alonso comes to the picture, Alonso does what he does when he's fired, we just needed somebody to finish the season, uh, 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 something that, you know, when your car is, is I don't know, how to describe it or how to put a metaphor but you know your your car is struggling you just need one little twitch or one little fix to kind of get to the end of your destination but when you get to your destination you got to change it again that's what happened and and, and Rayados uh, you know Duilio Carlos Vela and everybody in charge of, of Rayados thought that little uh, fix which was Turco you know we can stay with him for, for with that little fix for a couple of more years and that was that, that was wrong, and we all knew it was wrong uh, when they renewed him. Um, I guess you can, I mean, if you look at what he did, of course, it's if any coach does that, then you automatically renew him. But we all know what Turco was coming in to do. He should have take, uh, taken a, a step to the side, yes. But at the end of the day, doing Leon Carlos Vela, they all decide, and that's what happened, and they're to blame in that sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Because Turco was just a guy to finish off the season, in the best way possible, go to uh, Club World Cup in the best way possible, and then start a new project from scratch and whatever, especially from what he's shown in, since the start of 2020. So um, fire him, yes, as soon as you can, as soon as you get a replacement, fire him. Because, I mean, if Turco stays, we are at 100% going to go to the Liguilla. There's 12 spots. Uh, I'm not even worried about that. This regular season is just, I don't know, to, for players to play. But really, you're going to go to Aligui, especially with the squad. Even if we tie all games, we're probably going to get in there. So I'm not worried about that. But in the Ligue, yeah, we don't. there's not a competitive team in Rayos as of right now. Anybody in a good day will, will, will lead us alive. And, and, um, and that's where I'm at. So if they can yeah. fire him and bring in a coach now, then please go ahead and do that. And if and if they don't, we'll just finish off the season. Hopefully, you know they they pick it up and uh, and then and then the or not the summer. I don't even know where we are, but you know next off season they <laughs> they they bring in a new project. That's what should happen. That's what should happen. But 
know, what's going to happen? <laughs> what's yeah? What's going to happen? Then? Who are they going to find now? I mean, it's a tough situation. I get it, but still, still. <laughs> this is why you don't go against your gut. Like they, they, this is the reason they they only offered him like you know, just finish the rest of the season, just get us to the end of the season. Like they they didn't give him like a multiple year contract. You know, it's like hey, just get us get us to the to the end of the season. And then this is why you don't go against your gut because their gut was telling them, "Hey, get us get us to the end of 2019. Let's not worry about 2020. Let's just get to the end." Um, and then obviously winning a, a trophy helps, but you see in Europe, Pat, some uh, someone wins a trophy, it takes management with like ice in their veins, cold blooded. That says, you know what? Okay, thank you, but. We're, we're, we're trying to move in a different direction. Like, we just brought you here to, to get us through. Um, I know, like, Bayern Munich, I know they've, they've had, like, coaches that won them the league. But they'll, they'll, they'll do, they'll, what they'll do is they say, hey, you know what? Thank you. Um, we're going to start our coaching church. Um, but obviously, these guys don't have that type of ice-cold mentality. They, they get swayed, and now it's coming to bite them in the ass. Um, before I get into whose fault it is, I'll, I'll ask you this, Pat. Um, Whose fault it is before I switch it over to Rompas? Whose whose fault um, is it? Because um, someone people want blame. People are blaming every you know. It, people have done polls. Whose fault is it? But um, you know, for you, whose fault is it that this team has only won one game in 2020? I think it's uh, the board. I think it's whether you want whether we want to go with Julio, Carlos Vela, even Ornelas, because Ornelas at the end of the day is the guy that employs Julio and Carlos Vela and decides that they should stay. Take it back before Diego Alonso uh, with Mohamed. I mean, we lost two finals. Uh, we had a great team. Obviously, we lost two finals. And then we weren't that stable. I mean, there was some bad losses. Liguilla, bad losses, bad eliminations. Then Diego Alonso comes in and there's two awful Liguilla eliminations. There's been a lot of stars that we missed out on to put on the match, like a lot. And that, and, and, and this is recent, this is just in three, four years. Uh, obviously before that even more, but this, 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 this project that's been going on right now with, with Julio and with Carlos Vela at the helm is not working the way it should be working. I get it, we've won titles, yeah. we've won a couple of things, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of more stars that should be in our batch that are not there. So I'm putting the blame on them because um, they haven't been able to 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 you know keep the project uh, going, and and the project doesn't mean the same players and the same coaches. It just keeps their project with different coaches, different players renewing. Like they renewed Nico Sanchez two years. I mean, come on, he's thirty four, thirty five. You know, uh, there's just some weird decisions or bad decisions. To and I'll be blunt like that because it's bad decisions. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be like a, a footballing expert to to know that a 34-year-old central defender that only scores goals and is bad at defending, you don't need to renew in two years. Uh, and stuff like that, you know, we can go on and on, but a, a quick blame or point, it's it's Duilio and Bella, even though the fault is really with Ornelas, who is the guy that keeps them there. Um, Rompas, uh, when I asked you to, when someone who is an, a Monterrey supporter asked you, talk to me about this project, what do you have to say? Mm, well, I would like. How would you sum up this project? Because I, I don't think this project has like an identity. There's no project. 
Now, just to begin with, there's, there's no project. It, it's it's uh, more than obvious. Uh, just going along with, with, with what Pat said, Pat painted beautifully. Um, the decision making is just um, is is just it's just like on the road like as as the things are going on they start to to say here and here and here but they they I'm gonna try to find a metaphor they they are putting buckets where where the leak is right but the thing is that you're inside of a submarine brother so <laughs> eventually water is gonna just drown everybody right so being be, be, being that the, the the image that i wanted to paint um it's just it's just That's the a lack, perfect way to describe it <laughs> yeah it, it, thank you it's just it's just a lack of of project i mean i'm sure that if if we go and ask either Dulio, or Carlo, Bella, whoever you want. Tell me what it is that you look for in a player and in a coach. There should be, there should be a list of qualities inside and outside of the pitch that comply to your institution um, ideas, right? That, that, that the, the main idea has to come from management look up the best uh teams in the in the world let's say real madrid real madrid what when we think real madrid we think money right and winning trophies that's all it matters so to win trophies you have to have the best players so real madrid does that just buys and buys and buys that's the motto look at barcelona you have to play good and no matter the coach in either of those teams, no matter the actual names of the players, we all know what they're about. Here in Monterey, we don't have a clue. Um, I still don't know what Carlos Vela does. I, it's been like five years, and I don't know yet. I don't know yet what he does uh, because. Inteligencia Deportiva, he's not doing that because the results are there. So if we let's 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 take it to any other type of jobs. If your results are one good every three four years, I don't see how anybody can hold that job. I I just don't see it. And uh, the thing is that the the Pat was mentioning Ornelas, but Ornelas is more of the, uh, on the business side, and on the business side, Bayaus is doing good. He's not into the. He's not ma making any making any decisions. The uh, sports wide. I don't know if I'm explaining myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're explaining it right. So, so I don't know how much uh, or, or how how much of a responsibility can we. Uh, tied Ornelas too, but Davino obviously he's he's, he's some experience. He's just learning the, the 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 job here because apparently that's what we do. We just give out opportunities because who cares? Next thing you know, you're gonna have Aldo and Iris coach the team, and and oh. that's the thing that makes me 
and, and you can see the switch uh, makes me angry <laughs> because this is not a team to be experimenting on. This is your supposed. This shouldn't be someone's first job. This exactly. should, like sporting director exactly. shouldn't be like he should like he okay. Davino got hired in 2016. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I gotta go back right. and check. He got right. he already has four going on five years, um, mm-hmm. or at least four and a half years on the job. He's gonna go through three coaches. More than likely, yeah. Turk, I mean Turco's gonna get fired. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like you can't win one game in 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 one in one one year. And still try to keep your job, but you're gonna—he's already gonna go through three coaches, two, you know, two that he fired, or or one that he fired twice, um, and he's only won <laughs> three. Lovely, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, only three that, trophies. That, that, I'm no, sorry. Go ahead. That that's that's exactly a perfect way to describe this management journey. You're gonna fire the same coach twice. My God, twice because. First time wasn't enough to know that you're not getting the results you wanted. You have to have him twice here, even though a lot of people is going to come down on us because, hey, but he won the title. That title is more, uh, I hope everybody who just wakes up. It was more of a luck thing than a management or coaching thing. Because if you recall, every single game since Mohamed got here, there was this play that went to the post, and then another great save from Barovero, and then a golazo from Funes Mori. If it wasn't for those type of uh, uh, moments where luck was a great part of it, I don't see how we we ended up winning the championship. And and just yeah. As an example, how did you win the first leg on the final with a Chilena? A play that you're supposed to see every once in a while, you see it in a final. So that speaks volumes of what actually happened. And I'm then gonna... the second leg, and the second leg, you had um, the America defender. I don't know who it was. Trip over himself, <laughs> leading exactly. to to Torlampavo, and you know setting up for body and and. Bonus putting putting it in the back. So you had in the goal where you were down, you had an America defender, you know, pretty much chip all over himself. And you got to take advantage of those. There's nothing that. But yeah, no, no, you, it's not wrong. But 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 that tells you that it wasn't the coaching side. Obviously, it wasn't the management. It was the, It kind of was the players because they were there, right? But it it had much to do with. I don't know if you believe in in other things. I'm. I'm just going to say it how it is. Kind of like football ordered that to us. So football said, you know what? I don't know how, but I'm going to make this team champion because, I, I mean, they just have tried a lot this couple of years. Mm-hmm. So just just go ahead. And, and keep in mind, it was 170th minute, 117. Yeah, the second uh, uh, extra time. There was a ball from, from I think it was Vinas that went to the post. It was exactly the same way as Victor Guzman took the title from us here in Monaco. Mm-hmm. But this time, wasn't a goal. So th- those type of things. And, and, and what happens is, and this is what gets me mad, going back to the, the management. I'm sure that if, if anybody asks Davino, who, what do you have in mind for the team Five years from now, 
I'm sure he's not gonna know what to respond. And I think he's I on. He's, no, I was gonna yeah. say he's, he's 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 it's just too much for him. Like he has no plan. It's he's he's in over his head. Like you ever work in this, and this could be applied to to regular people working their day job or jobs. But when you see someone get hired, like into you know management position, and you kind of know, hey, this guy's. I've seen him work, you know, get promoted to like where he's in charge of people, and you see some people just be overwhelmed. Like it's yeah. just too much for them. And I'm pretty sure everybody that listens to this podcast, or that's a Monterrey fan, can can see, find that in their in their regular life where they worked at a place and they see someone get promoted, and and that person now they never seen like any leadership qualities or. Mm-hmm. Or saw why this person got promoted into like a leadership position, but they get promoted, and it's just too much for them. They either get demoted or they end up quitting. Um, so yeah, this just I think this is just too much for him. Like the pressure, yeah. he's better off. He should have gone to a smaller club and learned, you know, what it takes to be a sporting director or what it takes to run a club. Because you gave, I feel like this is like, uh, uh, how would he say it? Um. Not, I don't know the men's side of it, but a niña fresa. Like, this, he's just, he's with money. Like, that's the only thing he has. Like, he, he can throw money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this guy doesn't know what he's doing. Like, he he could throw money at players because, like, look at the players that they brought, that they bought. Like, none of them, okay, you spent a lot of money on them, but well, how are you going to put them? Like, what's the piece? Well, they're, pu- they're a piece to a puzzle. Okay, what's the puzzle? And if you ask them, hey, what's the puzzle? Like, what are you trying to build? Like, what type of team are you trying to build so that they can, that you can place them in? Like, Pizarro's gone. Uh, they brought Maxi Mesa, and exactly. Maxi Mesa is, is a lot of, I know you're, you're his biggest fan, but a lot of people are tired of him, and, and he has to live up to that price that they paid. And, and let's just, let's just, let's, I'm just going to call it, they got, they got played. They got, you know, the yeah. Independiente just just took them to the. They took the. They rinsed them. They they took they took them for whatever they could, and then you have what other players? I'm trying to think at the top of my head. Like a lot of the players that, the only player that maybe, or two of them, I guess. But I I really don't blame them for leaving because they're already old. Like Barovero and Vagnoni. they did bring in Vegas. Vegas looks like a solid player that I, I, can replace Vagnoni. But they don't have someone to place Barovero. Hugo Gonzalez is not even Barovero in his early stage. Barovero has that Libertadores experience. He has experience winning, like winning trophies that are in big stages. That a lot of players just like Google, like sure. I think I don't know, I think he's won the league with um with America, but uh, the, that's different. The than, the, the yeah, it's yeah, and it's just something different playing against you know where. You know, playing in the Copa Libertadores final is just that's I niveles. There's there's levels to it, yeah. and Barovero was just at another, even at his later stage. Um, but you see a lot of the players that they bought, and it's just like, and and the coach too. It's like just, okay, like they brought Akiloba. Mohamed doesn't want him. Like, why did you spend that money on him? Then it's just like uh-huh. decisions that make you scratch your head and just look at what the hell is this? What what is this team's plan? That's was it's that's exactly what I was gonna ask you guys. Um, do you think do you do you really think that Tavino uh, consults or, or or asks whoever the coach is, hey, what do you need? Do you need this do you, or do you think that he just you know what he looks good? Let's just bring. I him think so. I think money. that the, the latter part right. because. Um, yeah. 
the fact that they don't, I don't think they consult their, I mean, maybe Mohammed tells them, here's a list of players that I want. And then they'll have their own list. And it's just like, it's, it's like on the field too. Like when, when you see miscommunication, it's like, so it's like levels of miscommunication. It's like, why are you buying, especially at a high price, like low back cost 8 million. It's like, th- these aren't cheap players. So it's like, why are you spending this crazy amount of money for players that the manager doesn't want or doesn't fit what the manager wants to do? And it's just like, I don't know. It's just, I think at some point, four years, you're going to go through three managers You've bought players that haven't worked out. Um, at some point, you just got to look up top because you can switch manager again. But, I mean, the problem is still that you got people in charge who don't know what they're doing. Like like you said, you can ask. And I and I think I'll, I'll throw this out on Twitter. When you think, you know, what, what's, what, you know, what are the couple of, What's a sentence or, or a couple of words that comes to your mind when you think, or when someone asks you, what's the Monterrey project? Like, what's their project? Like, what are they trying to build on? Like, what's their, what's their identity? Like, are they a possessive team? Are they a, uh, you know, are they a counterattacking team? Like, you know, th- that type of identity. And, and they don't seem to have that. And I think I'll throw that out on Twitter and say, hey, when, when people ask you, hey, what is Monterrey trying to build? Um, or what is their identity? Who is their key player? Because now it seems like if you're going to go with two strikers, they have nobody that can create, and you're relying on a 33-year-old Avila Surtado who's on his last leg um, that can't stay fit, um, and nothing, not to his fault, but, you know, at 33 years old, your body's going to start breaking down, Um, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's just, um, it's only going to get worse if this team doesn't win, Um, on Saturday against America, and uh, I guess I'll ask you guys this just to uh, I'll, 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 I'll let you I'll, I'll let you guys add anything else that you wanted on this part. But what is your prediction for the match against America? I'll start off with you, Pat. Um, no, to to answer that first thing, I don't think I have a like a quick, um, quick overall you know scent or words that can describe Rayado's project because there's really none. There's been at times, uh, I, since Turco was here, maybe at, not at the beginning part of his stage in Monterrey, that was a good part. You know, he played well. Uh, there was an identity really written into it. And then kind of the end, it was where we, he fell off. And then the Diego Alonso era, we kind of knew where he, what he wanted to do, but he just didn't have the players. That's when we started questioning um, that that uh, that Duilio um, and executives and coaching staff have a different vision because they bring a defensive coach, but they sign offensive players for him. And then this this little second part with Turco, I mean, it's more of the same thing because I don't think even Duilio can answer that question to you if you ask him if you ask him exactly that. You know, what are you trying to do here with Rayados? What type of identity identity you think this team has? I don't think he would be able to answer it. I'm 100% sure. And neither, obviously, Carlos Vela or anybody. Uh, so that's what I think. And then prediction against America. Uh, America just got rocked by, by Querétaro, but they've been bad away from home, but very good at home. So I think we're going to lose that game. I think we're going to lose that game. And I don't think, and since it's America, maybe, I don't think it'll be enough to kind of fire Turco. Um, but then Juarez... Or uh, Juarez can can be can be that. I don't know. I I don't want to lose games for him to be fired, you know. But 
something's got to change. And I don't think it's going to change against America. I don't think it's going to change against Juarez. And I don't think it's going to change all season. So, yep, that's where I'm at. Rompas, any um, last parting words? And what's your prediction um, for the match against America on Saturday? This is going to sound crazy because of the way that, I was, uh, that we were talking, but I think we're going to win Saturday. And I think this, not just because I want to, <laughs> because I'm a juppie-juppie at heart, uh, more so because statistics tells you the behavior of any given thing. And statistics are on our side, at least for when it comes to creating opportunities, maybe just the lack of, of goals or scoring in the part that, that uh, troubles us. But one way or another, if you keep basically having shots on target, one, at least one game, you, I think that the we could win because of that, of, of statistics. Um, because we are getting to the to the other, uh, to, to, to the goalkeeper, basically. We're, we're having shots of target. So one day, I hope this Saturday is that game. We're going to start scoring goals because that's just how the statistics uh, show the, 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 the behavior of the team. But the thing is that I wouldn't want that to happen because it's going to reinforce the idea of Mohamed. So this is when it's hard for a true Rayados fan, a true Club de Fútbol Monterrey fan, because I don't want the team to lose. But I definitely don't want to be bouncing back and forth from the last place to the 12th place, then to the... It's just... It's just... It's not... This team is not built for that. You have the best roster... On the league, you should be at least. We were saying this before the the tournament started. Where where do you see Rayados being? Which place? We all said first or second. Right now we're on I think tenth place. So this is and and again as Pat said, you're gonna go to Liga. I'm not worried about that. And you can even be champion. I'm not worried about that. The thing is that you cannot. Be playing like this, you're gonna have this type of results. But I think that against America, and with everybody is gonna be like, okay, this this one it matters. Let's go. And if everybody is tuned in, Monterey is unstoppable. That's just the way I think. Yeah, hey, I think you're on mute again, Eddie. Oh yeah, no, um, no, I was saying I think they. What um... No, again, I had him on mute and I started talking. <laughs> uh, I'll edit this out again. Uh, uh, no, I think they're, I think, yeah, I think they'll, I mean, I think they'll draw. I, I don't know. I just don't have confidence in them that they'll win. Uh, but I'm hoping that America still has like that hangover from losing to get at that. And now they're starting to fire or wanting to fire their coach. So um, it'll be the hashtag Fuera Piojo hashtag or versus the hashtag Fuera Mohammed. We'll That's see which true. one gets the gets to say it louder uh, on Saturday. But um, uh, yeah, um, I would bring uh, Piojo. Huh? Yeah, I would definitely bring <laughs> Piojo. Right uh, I hope we lose yeah. on, on. I hope we win on, on on Saturday, so they can fire him, 
And then I know we I know for a fact we're gonna lose against Suarez here. So maybe in a and week or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> Um. Uh. I, yeah. I think th- this that we've come to the end of the podcast. Uh. uh I think I'll add in. Uh. Just because uh, we didn't get get a chance to talk about this, but Raya that's one three two. Uh. Fellow Mexican American, Christina Birkenwood got a got the game winner. Daniela Solis got two goals. Um. Also. Sh- um. I th- I think. Uh. I I haven't sent this out on Twitter, but condolences to um Felipe Galindo, who I think lost his dad, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know he's been on the podcast and he's really good follow. So um, yeah, just yes, sending out thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so um, yeah, I think that that's it. Um, uh, anything else you guys want to add? Um, Pat, you're not doing anything um, or working on anything. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I know this is just plugging for other projects I did. I do, but I'm excited because with that MLS project that that we're doing uh, we're getting we're gonna be calling it um on mexico on the radio in mexico we're gonna be calling two uh, two games a week or one game a week just depends on the game so i'm excited because i'm gonna do my little commentating debut on the nice. radio with mls games nice. so yeah i'm excited congrats yeah. bro nice nice yeah Thank that's you, that's great that's great it allows you to distract yourself from what's going on with barcelona <laughs> Okay, I had to throw that in there because I didn't ask you in the beginning how are you doing because uh, uh, Mont- Monterrey hasn't given you anything to be happy about exactly. and then your European exactly. team hasn't given anything to be happy about. Uh, Rompas, uh, where can people find you? Uh, obviously, uh, at Rompas is back. Um, uh, I think we're already enjoy the- good at that you're back. You need to change your at again. I mean, you're back. You've been yeah, back to, for a while now. Well, okay, I'm gonna change it to Rompers is here now. <laughs> exactly. It's here to stay, unless exactly. says otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now the thing is that I, I do wanna uh, uh, shout out. Um, uh, there's a, a two new projects coming in. Um, looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna transition to radio and, and TV as well with two different companies. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I it's, it's something that I didn't imagine. I just open up a Twitter account and start tweeting just majorly just random things and suddenly all of this has happened and I'm really excited because it's something that I didn't I didn't see coming at all. So it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, entertaining is going to be fun, and uh, well, it's just it's just a a, a, um, a result of surrounding yourself with great people as as you guys, where where you can learn a lot from people who actually know uh, a thing or two about about especially the the media part of mm-hmm. of this of this uh. uh this game that we love so much, which is something. Yeah. Congrats. Um, congrats on that. Um, make sure to rate the podcast if you listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow it on Spotify. Uh, leave five star review on Apple Podcast. Um, make sure to follow the account. Uh, we are 
about under under 300. I don't know the exact number, but under 300 before we hit 4K. So uh, yeah, usually when when a, a tweet goes viral like the babong, the babongo, usually you know that attracts a lot of people. Um, so yeah, uh, if it's a new listener, whatever, whatever have you, old listener, thank you for listening. Uh, for Patrick Rompas, I'm Eddie. Uh, thank you for listening.